Welcome to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. Join me each week for inspirational stories from people making sustainable changes in their lives, their work and their communities, as well as solo episodes from me exploring the small changes we can all make each and every day to make a big difference to the planet. Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Sustainable Life. I'm Jen Gale, and I'm super excited to share today's episode with you. In this latest podcast, I'm chatting to Anne-Marie Bonneau, aka the Zero Waste Chef. Anne-Marie started her Zero Waste journey seven years ago after watching a film about plastic waste and feeling like she really had to do something. Since then, she's implemented one change after another after another, and now feels like she's pretty much there with her zero waste lifestyle, which is hugely inspiring. And she's also noticed some pretty big benefits in terms of her health too. Now, Anne-Marie has not only stormed it in terms of cutting out plastics, she's pretty much aced how she spreads her message and her experiences too. She has an amazing resource-packed blog at zerowastechef.com and over 40,000 followers on her beautiful Instagram account. I've tried to capture all of Anne-Marie's fabulous tips and links to all of the resources that we mentioned in the show notes, which you can find at mymakedoandmendlife.com. And I've added a new section to the show notes this time of changes or steps that you might like to take after listening to this episode. Starting off with baby steps, then up to bigger steps, and finally, great strides. So if you are inspired to take action, no matter how big or small, please do let me know what you're up to. You can email me on jen at jengale.co.uk or come and join in the conversation in the Sustainable Life Facebook group and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So grab your reusable cuppa of plastic-free tea and get ready to get motivated to take action on plastic in your home. Enjoy. Hello Anne-Marie, welcome to the show. Hi Jen, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited because you've already been and done a brilliant, brilliant masterclass um, for us in my sustainable living hub. And so I knew when I was doing this podcast that you'd just make an amazing guest and you've got so much to share. So thank you so much for, for being here with us. Oh, well, thank you. Can you start off by introducing yourself and letting us know a little bit about you and where you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Anne-Marie Bonneau, and I write the blog, The Zero Waste Chef. Um, I live in Northern California, near San Francisco. Um, I'm from Canada, and I've been here for almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to stay for four. Um, <laughs> the weather's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, around 2011... I had been reading about all of the plastic in the oceans and wanted to stop using plastic, but I didn't know where to start. I remember standing in the grocery store with my older daughter, Mary Cat, and looking at bathroom tissue and saying to her, how are we ever going to do this? Mm. It's just everywhere. And then Mary Cat found Beth Terry's blog, which is My Plastic Free Life. And we just started doing everything that you know, Beth Terry suggested. Um, yeah, she's amazing, and, isn't she? Oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, just just it just kind of went from there. And I just <laughs> wanted to 
stopped using plastic, I had no idea how much my diet would improve because we stopped eating snacks and junk food and fast food. Not that we ate a ton of that, but yeah. you know, we did because, because we're foodies. Yeah. We love to cook. Um, and then I got into fermentation and making sourdough bread because I had made bread since Mary Cat was born. Um, but I wanted to uh, stop buying yeast, commercial yeast. And, and, and so I thought, well, uh, yeah, I'll try wild yeast, which I had heard of, but didn't, didn't know much about. So I started doing that and it's a constant work in progress. Yeah. Just when I think I've gone as far as I can go, you know, I discover something else. So, and it's so much fun and the food is so delicious. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to get, take you right back to the beginning there. So 2011, what was it? Do you remember what you were reading about the plastics that really... Because well, lots I, of us are aware of plastics and sort of think, oh, I must do something about that. But well, there must have been something really powerful or there, was there a tipping point where you just thought, no, actually, I am going to take action on this? I had read about... I can't remember the guy's name and I have to look it up because this always comes up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, so this man, he had he had uh, built this sailboat, the Plastiki. And uh, the whole thing isn't made out of plastic, but I think the flotation parts are plastic bottles. Okay. And he wanted to raise awareness. And he talked about the swirling plastic in the oceans and how it was killing animals and birds. And it's just heartbreaking. Mm. So I yeah. thought, okay, we've got we've to do something about this. And prior to that, were you already quite sort of environmentally minded? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess I had fallen off the wagon a little bit when I had my kids. But mm. um, growing up, my dad, my dad wasn't, he wasn't an environmentalist per se, but he was really frugal. Right. So um, we had a pool. It was a big, huge pool, and it cost, I think, $1,000 every summer to heat it. Wow. So when I was a teenager, my dad built a solar solar heater for the pool. Well, solar, <laughs> I guess that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it was so basic, and it worked really well, and I helped him build it. And what it was was this big wooden case. Uh, it, was, it was huge, like, I don't know, uh, 15 feet wide. Um, and my job was to paint these big black rocks that wow. line the bottom of it, paint those black to absorb the sun. And then he wound three big coils of black PVC tubing. Yeah. And he laid those across the black rocks and then put glass over the top of the structure. And it was, it was just low. Yeah. And it was slanted to, towards the sun. Uh, and then he forced water through the tubes and back into the pool and it worked really well. That's so clever. I thought it was going to be some kind of solar panel. Um, no, but actually, no. I guess that was probably, well, it would have been, you know, pre-YouTube, pre-Googling, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So that yeah, makes my it. Dad, yeah. My dad was always building stuff. So, um, so I think that made a huge, that had a huge uh, impact on me. Yeah. And I remember when I was little with my parents, we were in Florida on vacation because everyone, everyone who lives near Toronto goes to Florida. Okay. 
on vacation and uh, we, we toured some solar, solar homes. So, so these were homes powered by solar power. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And these must've been, I guess, some of the very first. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because that would have been the early eighties, I guess. Yep. So I think I've always been interested in it. Yeah, definitely. And the blog, I th I'm sure I remember you saying that actually it was your daughter who started a blog. Yeah, yeah. Mary Catherine started the Plastic Free Chef and she was only 16 and it was such a good blog and I loved it and I tried to project manage her a little bit on it, which <laughs> didn't go over that well, but say, have you written anything yet, Mary Cat? <laughs> um, and then she went back to Canada for university and she just found it really difficult to keep up. Yeah. And also found the lifestyle difficult, but she does what she can. She mm. takes her jars to the store and she cooks, you know, she cooks so much food from scratch. And she sent me, texted me a picture the other day of some broccoli seeds she had sprouted. Wow. You know, they come in those plastic clamshells. Right. When you buy them, but they're so easy to sprout. So, um, but she just found it really difficult to keep up and yeah. she stopped writing it. And I said, well, can I take it over? And she said, no, start your own blog. <laughs> so I said, okay. So you did. And I, yeah. And then I struggled with a title. I thought, well, what should I call it? Because it's also going to be food because I found most of, most of the zero waste comes down to food. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge consumer. And if you go zero waste, or try, you know, if you try to cut your waste, you, you consume less, but you yeah. have to eat. Yes. So, there's no way around it. <laughs> and so what, when did you start the Zero Waste Chef then? Um, it was 2014, spring of 2014. So Mary Cat started hers in 2011. And then, yeah, I started mine in 2014. And did you have any prior experience of blogging or, you know, using... Like this is using the internet that's really wrong to say <laughs> well, I, I I didn't use it much until I when my kids were a little bit older I started working again um, for a small publisher mm -hmm. and actually one of my first jobs was to we were working on a book um, so we write books for small businesses mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs and we were working on a book sort of how to start your business online right kind of and so i had to research all this stuff and um figured out how to use a bunch of things so Brilliant. yeah and because you're really really good at social media as well you're that seems to have really taken off for you as well and it's it seems very natural for you is is it that easy for you it's so much work yeah <laughs> it's so much work um i uh so i'm on facebook twitter and instagram instagram by far is is the most engaging platform you know i get the i get more follows and likes and comments on that yeah. it's actually a little overwhelming um so and and instagram stories okay yeah People love those. And actually, I, yeah, I figured out through work, I had to research how to use Instagram stories at the office. 
so it's funny because when I was when I was researching it, of course, I used my my Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> so I was posting stuff and saying, "Well, it's for work." Yeah. <laughs> so you could do, feel justified doing it in work time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. My and, boss, oh, you're on Instagram. And Again. on Instagram, there does seem to be um, a real zero waste community. There, it's very. I guess that aesthetic fits Instagram very well, doesn't it? That slightly minimalist, very oh, sort of yeah. clean yeah, yeah, eating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some gorgeous photos on there. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a huge community. Yeah. It seems huge. Yes, yeah. And so tell us a little bit more about your plastic-free journey, if you like. Do you see it as a destination? Would you say you are plastic-free now, or do you still think that there's work to be done? Um, pretty, pretty, pl I'm plastic-free. Pretty wow. much, you know, there, occasionally there, there'll be a snafu. Um, my teenage, my other daughter, Charlotte, she got her first job at a small grocery store and she told me, I have my own money now. And I'm going to buy all the stuff in plastic that you want. <laughs> oh man, and how do you react to that? Um, well, she's 17, she has her own money. Yeah. If I, if I say, no, you know, you can't bring that in here. She'll just, when she does leave home, she'll just go wild. Yeah. So, you know, I had a friend, her parents were so strict um, about everything. Mm. And so of course, when she went away to university, she went totally wild. <laughs> I mean, she was partying constantly and, um, so, but Charlotte did buy some cereal bars and yeah. you know, they, she brought them home there wrapped in plastic. Uh, she doesn't actually, I don't actually see it. I didn't see her bring those in. I think she smuggled them in. Yeah, smuggles. She <laughs> smuggles it in. But she, <laughs> she came downstairs with one and she said to me, I feel bad about how much plastic uh, these are wrapped in. So I want to make them myself. And she found a recipe. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I think, think I... it it is really hard with kids. And you know, when we did our year buying nothing new, my kids were four and one. So do you know, like old enough well, theoretically not to argue, but I did I was really aware that had we done that with teenagers, it would have been a very different experience. And at what point oh, yeah. do we have to stop inflicting our own values on them and let them make right, their own right. choices? Right. I mean Charlotte's she's an independent separate person she's 17 mm. so but i know some of the stuff has rubbed off on her well so when i started this uh mary catherine was 16 and charlotte was 10 so mm. you know she's been she's kind of used to it yeah uh, and um she bought she takes her lunches to school she makes her lunches and she takes them in a metal container a lunch bot or a tiffin yeah so yeah, and she's pretty good, but I can't, you know, I don't want to, if I'm, if I'm super, super strict, she'll just rebel. Yes. Yeah. And you obviously must have talked to both of them. I mean, it sounds like Mary Catherine was very much on board with you from the start, but especially to Charlotte about what you were doing and why did, how would those conversations go? Well, Charlotte was only 10. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't remember. It was a long time ago, mm. but I know when when she got older, she said to Mary Catherine about me, look what you've created. <laughs> oh man. And does she has she ever complained about why can't I just get a bottle of soda and why can't I just have some crisps and not not very much. Occasionally she'll look at my jars of scobies, you know, for brewing kombucha. Yeah. Those are the the you know blobs that kind of look like mushrooms or fungus. <laughs> and she has looked at those occasionally and has said, I wish we just had a normal kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, she doesn't really complain. And also, so she just she has taken up boxing. Wow. Which worries me. Yeah. Um Anyway, but I'm, uh, that's another, <laughs> that's another <laughs> tangent. But um, so she's taken up boxing. She does it three days a week and she runs some mornings. Um, and so she's become very health conscious. Right. So she's eating a lot of fruit and vegetables. And so, you know, she doesn't want to eat the junky stuff, which yeah. is all the stuff that's packaged in plastic. Yes. Yeah. So where did you start then? You'd made this decision. You're there in the grocery store and you're looking at the, the toilet roll and thinking, oh, like, how do we even do this? Where, where did you start? Well, I remember uh, we started shopping at the farmer's market mm -hmm. regularly. I had only gone occasionally, but the farmer's market here is the best place to find fruit and vegetables, not packaged in plastic yeah. where where i live you cannot find a cauliflower that isn't wrapped in plastic in a grocery store really they just do not exist wow yeah, yeah but at the farmer's market that's all they have just cardboard boxes full of cauliflower loose cauliflower so we started chopping at the farmer's market regularly and the food tastes so much better than anything i can get at the grocery store yeah yeah and then we started buying staples at the bulk bins. So flour and oats and nuts and raisins. Because and... that's really common, isn't it, in the States to have these bulk aisles with bulk bins of stuff for the staples and things. Because that's something I think we really miss out on over here. Yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Okay, we don't have bulk bins here. But is that just in every regular grocery store, there'll be bulk bins? Well, in Northern California, they're quite common. In other, hmm. so there's a big chain here called Whole Foods. Right. And they, they have them. Uh, people in other states have told me they're not allowed to bring their own containers. So I think it depends on the store. Mm -hmm. It depends on who's working that day. Yes. <laughs> Some of them won't let you put your food in, in your own containers. And where my, in Canada, there's a huge chain called Bulk Barn. And okay. they wouldn't allow it for a long time, for years. My daughter and my sister both tried. And my sister filled up her cloth bags that she had sewn with a bunch of bulk items and got to the cashier and they said, no, you can't do that. And uh, you know, what was she supposed to do? Go dump it all back in the bins? Yeah. So Take it out and put it back in the plastic bags. Right. Yeah. So I think they let her buy at that time. But then 
maybe last year they changed the rule all across Canada and it's a huge chain. My, yes. my mom lives in a small town of 35,000 and even that city has a bulk barn. Wow. And that kind of thing would make such a difference, I think, because then it becomes oh, yeah. so accessible for everybody, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it... Oh, what? So one of the first things we did do, Mary Catherine and I sewed cloth produce bags. Yeah, and you did a brilliant guest post for me, didn't you? So I'll link oh, to that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, and that was made a huge difference because if you go shopping, you can easily bring home a dozen of those, of the yeah. classic ones. Yes. So, and the first batch we made, I still use. They just, they last. They last. I have a, I have an overlock machine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it does this really nice, super sturdy stitch and they just don't wear out. Brilliant. So, so farmer's markets and bulk bins are two big things. And yeah, those are two big things. And then the bathroom was another big thing. Yeah. So deodorant was really hard replacing deodorant. So I tried, there's that, that crystal, it's a rock. Oh, like pit rock or something. I think we, yeah. 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 And it, it just didn't work for me. Okay. Um, and I tried nothing and that yeah. didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time I was trying to figure out how to wash my hair. So I remember this for the <laughs> period of time, I looked really bad. <laughs> and smelled bad too. It smelled bad. Yeah. So I tried bar shampoo. The first one I tried was just awful. My hair was just, oh. And then I, I washed my hair with baking soda for a while. Mm -hmm. A little bit of baking soda and water. And I would rinse with vinegar. I did that for a long time. Um, that and that, did that work for you? Well, it did, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it dried out my hair or okay. not. I, I think my hair just changed because you know, as I age, my hair changes. Yeah. I don't think it was the baking soda. Maybe I'll start doing that again. So what do you use now? <clears throat> well, I've been buying shampoo in bulk. Yeah. So, which is kind of, it's not the best because it comes to the store in a big, so I guess that's my big Achilles heel. Because the shampoo com comes in a big container in the store mm -hmm. and then you fill your, I mean, it's huge, but you, yeah. know, you fill up your bottle. I yeah, I think, I guess with the, it's the statement, we are starting to get some zero waste shops and things over here, but I guess ultimately there will always be some plastic waste. It's just maybe that it's not coming into your home. It's that it's somebody right. else's responsibility to deal with it. Right. So I think that we need to be quite aware of that really. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff comes to the bulk bins and something. Mm. So. Yeah. And so shampoo in bulk now, and what, what was your deodorant solution in the end? Oh, I make deodorant. I've been using it for, I don't know, six years, probably works so well. All it is, is a little bit, well, not a little, you use just a small amount. Mm -hmm. um, I use coconut oil to make a cream and I add baking soda or bicarb mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, cornstarch. Yes, I've, I've used a, a really similar one for a long time. Oh, it works so well. And I just need a pea size. Yes. Yeah, I'll never go, I'll never go, back. Yeah. Never go back to that commercial stuff. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because I remember when I was looking for something and I 
I think I must have put something on Facebook and a friend um, said to me, actually, I make my own and this is my recipe. And I, I remember being really surprised because I was like, but you don't smell. I just had this assumption that there was absolutely <laughs> no way I could make something that would actually work. Oh, I um, know. I know. But yeah, yeah it's it so effective. It works so well. And when I travel, I just put a small amount in a, one of those tiny jam jars mm-hmm. from, you know, that you get in hotels. Yeah. <laughs> or, or gift baskets. And do you have to keep yours? Cause it's, I would imagine it's much warmer where you are than um, here in the UK most of the time. So do you have to keep it in the fridge? Cause it melts, doesn't it? If it gets quite warm. Um, that happens rarely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty, mo- the weather here is pretty moderate. It's sort of like a Mediterranean weather. Okay. Down yeah. In Southern, in Southern California, it's much warmer. Okie dokes. In LA. Yeah. yeah. Down there. And so what would you say have been your, you said the, the shampoo maybe is almost your sort of Achilles heel. What other things have you really struggled with? Hmm. Uh, what I find hardest is other people. (laughs) I love it. That wasn't what I was expecting at all. (laughs) But now you say it, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people want to buy you things. How do people at work react? Because I'm always really aware I don't want to be sort of that person and the one that people sort of are rolling their eyes at behind their back and that sort of thing and not feeling like you're judging them or that because that can be really difficult as well. Yeah, I work in a small office. There are usually only three of us, sometimes four, Mm -hmm. Um, occasionally five. So uh i i don't preach at all mm. and my boss who loves me has said <laughs> Anne marie if you were preachy you'd be unbearable yeah <laughs> but they've all adopted i'd say most of them uh, um, the various people i've worked with throughout the years they've adopted some of my habits so uh, my boss now buys milk in returnable glass bottles that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Where do you get your milk from then? Because that's something that, again, you know, we struggle right. with, I think, a bit here. Oh, I'm lucky here. I, c- I can get it anywhere. Oh, really? It's all in glass bottles everywhere? So most of it is in plastic jugs mm-hmm. or, or in those cardboard or, you know, paperboard. Tetra pack cartons. ones, yeah. Right, right. Most of it is packaged that way, but all of the stores near me also have some in glass. Oh. And they have different types, too. There are two two main different brands that most stores here carry but then a couple of stores near me also have raw raw milk oh wow and raw one one or two stores have um raw goat milk oh wow yeah fab so you've got your boss converted to glass milk bottles do you um do you do like anything like you know compost the tea bags from work and things like that yeah 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 so Rhonda will save me compost on the days I'm not there brilliant come in and there's a jar full of compost (laughs) yeah tea bags and um vegetable peels and fruit peels yeah at home wow yeah and one woman that used to work with us she threw her son a plastic free birthday party oh wow and that was several years ago that was that was a while ago yeah she I forget what the theme was they were all, it was a little boy. They were all 
going to be firemen or something mm. fire fire people because and did she did she say to you what she wanted to do and ask you for any advice um i remember her talking about it at work um i can't remember if she asked me any advice but i remember her saying that they they were at a store and they saw these plastic fireman hats and she said if they hadn't planned on doing it plastic free she would have bought them without a second thought yeah but she saw them and thought well they're plastic and what do we do with them after the party yes. and you know they're huge waste so they didn't get them and i forget what they what used instead but they didn't have any plastic you know those annoying little goodie bags i was gonna say do you guys have party bags are they a thing oh no no oh here here oh they're mm. a huge thing yes oh i used to my kids I remember when they were little, they would go to parties and they'd bring home these party bags filled with landfill and trans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just full of garbage. So I remember the kids were young enough that for someone's party, we did a, well, it had to be Charlotte because Mary Cat was a teenager. We had, um, I did a plastic free goodie bags. So what did you put in them? Oh, it was so long ago. They were paper, <laughs> they were paper bags and... Oh, I can't remember what I put in. It was must have been soon after we went plastic free. Mm. Um I think I may have had some crayons in there. Yeah. And maybe maybe some foil wrapped candy or Yeah. But and not 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 a lot of stuff either. Yeah. Because it's really hard. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, my kids are still very much party bag age and as you say, it is just completely landfill in transit, but they are so excited by them. Like literally, if there's not a party bag at the end of a party, my youngest will be like, what was the point of coming? <laughs> wow, wow. Um, and, and so whenever it's their turn for a party, I really try very hard to do plastic-free party bags. And like you said, a paper bag and a piece of cake or a cupcake and... Right. Um, yeah food yes edible stuff like little biscuits or mm -hmm. yeah and one year I think he'd had a, a sort of forest school party my eldest and we and I'd found these brilliant pencils that are made out of twigs and this this oh, woman had made nice. them out of it so they all got one of those and stuff so there are there is there are ways around it but right um, right it all yes. it all takes a little bit of planning yes yeah absolutely right. it's not just kind of doing a a bulk Amazon order or something of uh, of something just to to please them for five minutes. Okay, so I feel like we're diving around all over the place, but there's so much good stuff coming out of this. So we've talked about the hardest things, which you said was people, um, and the I guess the sort of low hanging fruit, if you like, is literally the the loose fruit and veg, and um, because everybody can do that, we're really lucky over here in our supermarkets in that um, they tend to have really good um, loose fruit and veg sections. Um, what would be your top tips for somebody wanting to start? Stop, top tips. Well, so shop at, you know, well, shop at farmer's markets or mm. at a store like you have without, without a bunch of plastic wrapped fruit and vegetables. Um, start, start cooking more. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you know, all of the, all of the processed food is wrapped in plastic. Yeah. And it's not good for us anyway. You know, it's, it's not healthy. So, so have you got some, because everybody, 
not everybody, but a common reaction, I guess, when you say, well, cook from scratch more is I haven't got time. Have you got yeah. some good time-saving tips for, for being able to cook from scratch without necessarily spending hours in the kitchen every day? Right. Yeah. No, I, so I don't cook some big new fancy meal every night. I don't mm -hmm. have time. Nobody has time for yeah. that. So cook larger amounts. I made a big vat of doll the other night. Yeah. And so, you know, that lasts for a few nights. Yeah. You can freeze some of it and have meals for later. And then do a little bit of planning ahead. So, you know, you could make sauce for, for pasta and then that you could use it the next night for pizza. Yeah. Or, so always sort of have these building blocks, you know, that you can use for the next meal. Yeah, and definitely. I do, I do a lot on the weekend. So you'll kind of bulk cook on the weekend so that you've got easy I stuff try in to. the week. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do almost all of my shopping on the weekend because mm -hmm. I just don't have time during the weekend. The stores are just so busy. Yeah. You know, the do last you... thing I want to do is go to the grocery store at four in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> but do you find that the shopping takes you more time or have you just got into a new routine now of... Um, that it's just so normal for you to just know where the plastic free bits are to go around. I have my routine down. I have it pretty down pat. Yeah. Um, I go to the farmer's market every Sunday. It's only the one I go to runs on Sunday only. Mm -hmm. So that does take longer than going to the grocery store. Um, I but it's probably to. a more pleasant experience in terms yeah. of talking well, to stall holders. Right. And, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why it takes longer because I run into people, yes. <laughs> start talking to my neighbors and I talk to the vendors and it's, our farmer's market's very busy. It's right. so busy. Yeah. It's, it's really popular. The food's so delicious. So I suppose that takes longer than, than going to the grocery store and yeah. just throw a bunch of stuff in a cart. But, but it's, it's more of a social occasion as well. Oh yeah, it's more social. The food tastes much better. And it's only once a week that I have to go. Yeah. And then you'll do your, your sort of staples in the bulk bins at the grocery store. Yeah, so I'm going to go there today. I wait until I have a big long list of stuff, usually. Uh, okay, yeah. And then I go and I stock up. And so, can you get things like dried fruit with the bulk bins? Because that's something I really struggle with, um, you uh, know, raisins and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Raisins, cranberries, um, mango, you can buy dried Wow. Fruit. Yeah. And pasta, can you get pasta um, or do you make I, your own? I can at one store that I don't go to very often because it's in San Francisco, which is about mm, 45 minutes north of me. Right. But when I do have to go to San Francisco, I always go there and they have everything. It's bulk heaven. Is it? Have, oh yeah. They have pasta. They have different types of pasta. They have olive oil, maple syrup, tofu. Wow. Um, so many different types of tea. And <laughs> I was going to ask you about tea because, um, it, you know, periodically hits the headlines about the plastic oh, in right. tea bags. Are you a, are you a tea drinker or are you coffee? Oh, no, no, I, I drink a lot of tea. And so do you go loose tea or how do you tackle that? Yeah, loose leaf. And do you get that in bulk? Because 
I sort of went, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start getting loose leaf tea. And then of course you, you buy a box of it and inside the cardboard box, it's wrapped in plastic and you're like, oh, oh this didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can buy it in bulk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, this, so the store I love, it's called Rainbow Grocery and they have big glass jars of tea. They look like gallon size jars, mm. all different types of tea. There must be, they must have 15 or 20 different wow. types of black tea alone. I bet it smells amazing as well. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm having some right now, actually. It's Puer. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I buy it in bulk. I have a little, I have a few tea infusers. And I also have a little teapot that yep. has a built-in infuser. Oh, which I got for free. I belong to a zero-waste meetup group. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and the the woman who organized it, when she asked me to join, I thought to myself, well, what are we going to do? I think I asked her, what are we, I think <laughs> I asked her, what are we, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> I just pictured a bunch of people sitting around drinking out of their... Their own cups. Stainless steel <laughs> thermoses. Yeah. And then I organized a few, and one was a community swap. Oh, brilliant. And so a bunch of us got together and we each brought stuff. Oh, and before we came on the meetup page, I asked everyone, please list stuff you have mm. and stuff you're looking for. And so there was pre-swapping going on on the meetup page even before the day of our swap. Brilliant. And so I got this nice little teapot. Wow. With, with the infuser in it. And so what else do you do apart when you're not having swap sessions? Because is it, is it a lot of a very social occasion or is it quite a practical group? Um, I'd say it's pretty practical. We only meet every couple of months. Mm -hmm. So we're having another meeting next weekend. We're going to sew cloth produce bags. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And that one, that one filled up right uh, within 24 hours. I, so is it something you have to pay to go to or is it just a free no, event? No, no, it's just free. Um, people just... So I organized this one on meetup.com and people just um, belong to the group. And if they see the meetup, they, they RSVP. That's brilliant, isn't it? Because I think we, it can, although we're online and you're sharing your story and you're doing things online. And as you say, lots of people in your community you already know what you're doing and that sort of thing but it, it can be quite isolating and actually taking that very real life action and showing people and talking to other people about how easy it can be and the changes that they can make that's really powerful stuff and making those very personal connections as well it's true yeah we've um we had one meetup where we all met at Rainbow Grocery, the bulk mm. heaven store, and um, that should show me their tagline: "The bulk heaven store." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I went there one year for my birthday. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My family asked me, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Oh, can we go to Rainbow?" <laughs> <laughs> I might have to see if I can do that for my birthday. It might be slightly more carbon intensive. <laughs> um yeah so we met at rainbow and um i showed everybody how i shop it was mm. <laughs> which sounds silly but 
I brought my jars and I gave everybody jobs. I said, okay, here, you, you please go fill this up with sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mark the bin number on the jar. Um, wow. Yeah, and so because there was a group of us, we, we approached the cheese counter. And here, we're, here in Northern California, cheese is, is really hard to buy. You, you just can't find it without plastic. It's so That's difficult. And so because there were a few of us who went to the counter with our jars and our containers, we felt more emboldened to ask. So we asked the person working at the counter if they would put the cheese in our containers and kind of explained why. And he said, sure. That's such a great idea because that's one of the things I really struggle with is cheese and we eat a lot of cheese. And I know that, some people do take their, you know, their Tupperware or their um, containers to the deli counters in the supermarkets and, and ask them to fill. And I've just not felt brave enough yet. Um, but actually, one of the supermarket chains over here, Morrison's, has just said that that they're going to kind of make it policy that that's okay for people to do. But going in a group, that's a brilliant oh, idea yeah. because you kind of, if somebody is feeling a bit reticent, the others can kind of chivvy them along, and you can support each other, and you don't feel quite such a weirdo. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've been doing, so the first time I took my container was probably 2011, and I, I took it to the butcher, and they looked at me like, the guy looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. He said, well, I don't know if we can do that. I have to go ask my manager, and he went to the back, and he pulled the manager out. The manager came out, and he looked at my container, and he said, oh, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Uh, and it, other times I've gone and they would put the chicken or whatever in a plastic bag yeah. inside my plastic container. Yeah. I mean, sorry, inside my metal container, yeah. you know, and then want to put that in a plastic bag. Yeah. So you, I learned you have to really explain what you want. And even then, sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, because even at the, the cheese counter in the supermarket, you'll go and you'll say, can I have it? And they, they do have the sort of... Uh, waxed paper so sometimes you know I'll say can you just put it in the wax paper I don't want it in a bag but then they use a thin plastic sheet to pick up the cheese right, and, then right. cut it, and then you're just like yeah. no that kind of defeats the point <laughs> I know I know I know yeah cheese is hard I have bought small wheels of it small mm, the wax yeah um and then you know I'll shred it up we eat much less cheese <laughs> I, I don't eat, I, yeah, hardly eat cheese now. And so I what about eat. snacks? Because that's a, you know, oh. um, very common plastic wrapped processed thing. Oh, right, right. Um, we eat lots and lots of popcorn. Do you? Oh, yeah. And it's delicious. Um, so and do you just have it plain or do you salt it or sugar it? Or have you got some super recipes? Well, I just like it popped in a little bit of, coconut oil mixed Ooh. with olive oil or you know or you can use all coconut oil or all olive oil but I mm-hmm. like a combination so a couple of tablespoons of that maybe you know one tablespoon of each yeah and quarter tablespoon of salt and then half a cup of popcorn and I just pop it on the stove and it's really good I just like it like that Charlotte likes to put some seasonings on it and she made a little seasoning mix out of spices I, oh, wow. i'm not sure exactly what she put in it mm. 
So she wants me to make um, Doritos flavored. <laughs> oh no, that sorry, that was chick chickpeas. I make roasted chickpeas, and she wants me to make Doritos flavored roasted chickpeas. Okay, tell me about the roasted chickpeas. Um, oh, so those are super easy. I have a pressure cooker, and I uh. use that to cook dried beans, and it's so fast, and it cooks them to perfection. They're delicious. And do you still have to soak them overnight beforehand? I do soak them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. They, they will take a lot longer to cook. Right. When I soak them, so all pressure cookers are different, and for some reason, mine is super fast. Cool. Um, and I just, I bought it at a thrift shop. It's not a fancy... Mm pressure cooker it's just a standard pressure cooker so I'll soak them for about five or six hours and then I cook them once the pressure cooker reaches pressure and the little regulator starts moving around on the lid I turn it off and mm -hmm. they're done oh wow so it takes no time and then for it to roast them I drain them and I pat them dry yeah and then just toss them in olive oil with spices wow. I usually use something like um, cayenne a little bit of cayenne pepper and mm -hmm. cumin and um, what else maybe some oregano mm -hmm. and salt yeah and spread them in a single layer on a cookie sheet or a glass dish and yeah. bake them at 300 I think it's 350 Fahrenheit for maybe 20 or 30 minutes okay. stirring them occasionally yeah. it's on my blog the recipe's on my blog brilliant i'll find the link and they're really good right out of the oven they're still good after they've cooled down but they're best straight out of the oven wow and with the with those and the you said that those are okay cold the popcorn do you tend to eat it the day you've made it or is it something that you found a good way of storing i'm just thinking of like kids lunch boxes and things right, like that well, I usually eat it immediately. <laughs> it doesn't last. <laughs> no, no. It, it can go in a lunch, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've suggested that to Charlotte before. What does she take for snacks, then, for, for school? Let's see. The other day, I saw her packing her lunch, and she took... She made some sort of salad. It had cucumbers in it, and we have these little... These small stainless steel lunch bots mm. that you can put liquid in so she oh, put wow. some lemon juice and I think olive oil she had that and sometimes she'll take some hummus uh -huh. and bread I bought some really good uh, sugar snap peas at the farmer's market the other day uh, okay so she took some of those um I your daughter just sounds like the perfect healthy eating daughter, making her own lunch. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, when will this happen to mine? <laughs> oh, this is, this is a new development. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She, so she, she took, she did karate when she was little for, I don't know, a couple of years and then she stopped for a little while and then she did another type of martial arts for a few years and then she stopped and then she took, started to do boxing which she oh, she came home the other day i said your lip is purple oh god <laughs> i said did someone punch you in the face she's like and yes she said, i'm not answering you <laughs> oh, oh but i you know, if i tell her you can't do boxing then she'll just 
Yes. You know? Yeah. So. And do you sweet snacks? I've got such a sweet tooth and love to bake. Do you bake much? Um, I bake a little bit. Mm. I, lo- I love sweets too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I bake, I have very little self-control. <laughs> Hence the not baking very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I still do bake. I baked something recently. Oh, peanut butter cookies. Oh. oh yeah. And I used, uh, so we have at, at a couple of grocery stores near me, we have nut grinding machines. So you can just go and fill up a jar with freshly ground peanut butter. Yeah. They have one at the the first zero waste shop that opened here in the UK is in Totnes in Devon. And I went to visit them last summer and they had one and they said like literally all the kids is just like all they want to do is come in and make peanut butter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Makes, they make delicious peanut butter. Mm. So I put that in the cookies and, and my homemade vanilla, make my own vanilla extract. And is that, is that recipe on the blog for the vanilla extract? I'll yeah. You just, well, well, the trick you have to find uh, vanilla beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can buy them in bulk sometimes. Sometimes right. they're at the store and sometimes they're not. And then you just um, put them in a jar. You split them. Yeah. Put them in a jar and pour over a cup of vodka or what, bourbon or okay. you know, some type of alcohol. And shake it when you think about it and, and when, you know, when you remember mm. to. And then in a couple of months you have... Um, inexpensive vanilla extract wow so you leave it for a couple of months and then strain it i don't even strain it okay I'm just you can it. i just leave it in the jar and the little little bits of um, i guess are they seeds mm, yeah Inside vanilla they get in the in whatever in the i'm thinking yeah yeah i'm gonna have a go at that definitely Brilliant. And um, just to finish, I remember you saying when you did your brilliant masterclass for us in the hub that you said, in terms of people looking to start, just pick one thing. Because yeah. it is so overwhelming, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't try and do everything at once. It took us months, I think. I should, I should have, um, you know, I didn't know I was going to start writing a blog. Yeah. <laughs> we started. <laughs> but actually, Mary Cat, she, she does on Beth Terry's blog her plastic uh, I don't know if, if Beth still has that on her blog but she had um this plastic challenge show us I your agree. trash yeah and so every week Mary Cat would post um her plastic trash yeah and that's quite um actually doing something like that is a really brilliant way of raising your awareness of exactly where the plastic is coming from because oh, I yeah. think you can just kind of think, get overwhelmed. But actually, if you start dissecting your bin, sounds a bit grim, but you know, if it is like, oh, well, there's all these milk bottles and yogurt pots and so which one am I going to pick first? Let's go right. yogurt. Right. Yeah. So look at what you're throwing out and mm. then choose one yeah. and then just, yeah, just build from there. Because if you try and do it all, it's like going on a diet. Yeah. You don't have to stop eating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it needs to become your new normal doesn't it it needs to be sustainable it needs to be something that you're going to carry on with exactly like the diet analogy it needs to be just your new way of eating and your new way right of purchasing yeah and don't stuff. and don't worry if you mess up because yeah. it, it, it will happen yes yeah <laughs> your best. yeah and I think it's once you become aware then it almost happens 
without you thinking too much about it because you just there's that little part of your brain going oh actually no maybe I won't buy that I'll buy that instead and right um, it does become almost much more natural oh yeah yeah brilliant um I'm aware of the time and I know you've got your shopping to do because it's Saturday morning uh, with you isn't it and you've got your your weekend to to have and your shopping to do and things um so thank you so so much for all your brilliant tips and um it's just amazing hearing your story because sometimes I talk about plastic free or you hear people talking about plastic free and it does feel unattainable because it is so ubiquitous it is just everywhere but speaking to somebody who's who's done it and who's done it in a very measured very you know you make it just sound so doable which I think is awesome yeah yeah well it is yeah if I can do it then you know. We just we just need more bulk stores. <laughs> yeah, you need bulk stores. You need some bulk stores. <laughs> but actually, um, because I'm not sure if it is the the Blue Planet effect, but since oh yeah, um, David Attenborough's Blue Planet, oh, yeah. um, you know, people are so much more aware of plastic over here, and oh yeah, so all these zero waste shops are popping up. But also, there's at least one, and I've got her lined up to come on the podcast. A lady who does an online. It's called the Plastic Free Pantry, so you can order your bulk pasta rice raisins all those things that I really struggle with you can order them online which I'm like that is an amazing idea why didn't I think of that (laughs) yeah yeah right because I get that question from people in the UK all the time Mm. what do I do I don't have bulk bins yeah so it is becoming it is becoming easier I hope and you know just in the last year I think we've gone from having one zero waste shop to you know tens so yeah it's changing Oh yeah, it, it is the David Attenborough effect. I'm convinced. Have, have you guys? Have you noticed that as well? Just in your sort of online space and where you are. Oh yeah, online. Um, so I, I read a lot of. I have Google alerts. Yeah. Set of plastic free, and um, so I noticed it right away. I mean, it sounds like everyone in the UK is freaking out over plastic. Hopefully, <laughs> in a good it. in a good I way. Mean, and I know people have criticized um, Theresa May and the government for not doing enough, mm-hmm. but here we are doing, I mean, some of the stuff you're doing, you're banning what, um, straws and stir, stir, plastic stir sticks and earbuds? Yeah, there's, I, I don't know if that, there's talk of it, I think, oh, I don't know how, um, and there's talk of planning, um, you know, wet wipes. Um, wet wipes that's right yeah and we've had a we've had the plastic bag bag charge here for over a year now which has made a big difference so um yeah and I think it's what's really encouraging is that the government are making the right noises which is great but actually change is happening without them almost you know so many more people are so much more aware of it and are taking their own action so yes it needs to get the maximum effect it needs government and business and individuals but actually we can still make change happen without waiting for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So brilliant. Well, that's a, a really optimistic note to end on. Thank you so much. Just um, let us know where we can come and find you online, because I'm sure everybody will love to come and follow you and, and all your tips. Um, yeah. So my blog is zerowastechef.com. It's mm-hmm. zero spelled out. And I'm on Instagram, at zerowastechef, and Twitter, and Facebook. All, all three of them are zero waste chef. So. Brilliant. You did very well to get in early and get those, um, That's get right. those handles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I 
decided on a name for my blog, I grabbed those. And then you know it's meant to be if they're still available and you're like, yes. That's right. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, thank you again so much. And um, I'm sure I will catch up with you again soon. Okay. Thank you, Jen. You've been listening to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. If you've enjoyed the show, do leave a review and make sure you tell all your friends. And I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts and feedback. So do drop me an email on jen at jengale.co.uk or hop over to Facebook and join my sustainable life community.